This is Mark. And this is Kenny. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Album 9, episode 10. Episode. <laughs> you start. I started last time. This is Kenny. And this is Mark. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Album 9, track 10. The Power of Goodbye. Your heart is not Extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. I love this song. You do? Why do you love this song? Um, I just, I actually love the, um, the obvious pop songness of uh. it. It's like a very traditional, in a way, pop ballad formula. Like the, the chords, you know, like just yeah. the basic ideas of the song. And then I love I love the rhythm of it because it is a ballad, but it's a ballad in like the same way Crave is a ballad later. Yeah. Like it's sort of an upbeat ballad, not upbeat <laughs> as far as the story, but Woo-hoo! like, but it's like very rhythmically. It's it's kind of to make you move and groove to it, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I love I love the story of the song and building on like Frozen. Like I feel like. Frozen, Power of Goodbye, and To Have and Not to Hold, which is this sort of like love suite. Trifecta. Is all about this sort of end of relationship, like what happens, like you're frozen when your heart's not open. If I could just melt your heart, there's that moment at the end of a relationship where you're like, this could totally work if you could just like stop not wanting to be here, um, you know, uh, <laughs> like, and you like holding on to that. Quit making laundry lists, Billy. Right. Come, well, come sit on the couch. If with you me. weren't like looking through Zillow for apartments for to move into, <laughs> this would totally work. Um, <laughs> and, um, why do um, you have a tape measure out? Why are you measuring the table? Why did you call Verizon to cancel your phone, the phone number? Um, anyway, so um, if you, I could just melt your heart, like you're just like, no, this could work. This could work. And then in the power of you're goodbye, such a romantic, totally. And then in power of goodbye, in another romantic gesture, you're like, you know what? There's nothing greater than saying bye. <laughs> like I am so oh, free now. I, there's nothing left to say. There's nothing left to do. I realize your heart is not open, and so I gotta go, baby. I got to go. And then you're like, I'm free. I'm free, which is part of a relationship. Where like you're like, fuck him. Let's go out for drinks, girls. You know, I'm uh-huh. I'm ready. I'm, okay. I'm good. Right? All right, I'm ready to um, go. And then and then like 
you know, you have a rebound, you have rebound sex, it's kind of messy. You're like, I regret it, but I don't. And that may go on. It depends on who you are, but that may go on for several days where you just like have binge sex, whatever it is. <laughs> I, I'm just speaking about me in particular, <laughs> but whatever it is you need to do to like sort of be like, I'm free, I'm free, I'm fabulous, I'm fantastic. And then, you know, we get to power, uh, to have and not to hold, which is coming up, which is that you have that introspective moment one morning where you're like, it's months later and you're like, you know what? They were never, I, they were somebody to have for a brief time, but I could never really hold them. I'm totally now free of this whole thing, you know, but we'll get to that later. But Power of Goodbye is that sort of anthemic, um, it's sad because I'm realizing I can't keep you, but also like this is going to be better for me moment. Do you know what I I'm mean? picturing you going to the grocery store and accidentally buying your your lost love cereal and bringing it home and realizing no one's going to eat it. No one's going to eat it. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here with it. <laughs> no one's going to eat the Count Chocula. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, um, yeah, that, that's everything this song is about. Great. And it See makes you next sense. time. <laughs> no, it makes sense because this is the first of three songs that um, in, in order that um, Madonna wrote with Rick Knowles early in the songwriting process for Ray of Light. And then um, it was produced, interestingly enough, by Pat Leonard and William Orbit. Yeah. So I feel like these were some of the earliest songs that Madonna was working on and um, she kept br bringing it. She, I think she test drove it on Pat Leonard, and then she kind of brought it back again when William Orbit came in. Because when you look at the demo for this, it's pretty close to what it becomes yeah. without all of William Orbit's transformative production. It's a sister to Live to Tell in a lot of ways because it has that size and scope of Live to Tell as a ballad um, with the kind of an intimacy and um, specificity of the, of the relationship. Huh. I um, don't totally agree with you on that. Okay. I mean, I think it's obviously a sister to Frozen. Eh. No, I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> but there's a lineage from Live to Tell to, you know, like these songs where, you know, she's she's being wise and learning a lesson from love. And, okay. Okay. Sure. Know. Sure. I'll give you um, that. I just wanted to jump into Nick, Rick Knowles just a little more. I know yeah. we mentioned him earlier. So Nick, Rick Knowles obviously is a, is a, um, a songwriter um, and was kind of in the early 80s was really struggling and then Stevie Nicks uh, found his song I Can't Wait and put it on her record Rock a Little and transformed it.
wound up having him produce five songs on Rock a Little, and that kind of turned him into a songwriter and um, and and a kind of a songwriting producer. He did songs for Belinda Carlisle, including Heaven is a Place on Earth. He did the new Radical song, You Get What You Give. I love that song. I love that song. I love that song. I love that song. Baker, and right before this, he won his only Grammy Award he's ever won, which was for Celine Dion's record, Falling in, Into You. Falling Into You This dream could come true And it feels so good which um, I think is the reason all of a sudden uh, Madonna decided to work with him. Um, okay, but wait, you're forgetting like his major collaborator over the last couple of years, um, Lana Del Rey. Correct. Kiss me hard before you go. And I think what he does is he he really has a really strong pop sensibility. And I think you really see that in these songs. I mean, these songs are really well built, all three of these, which are um, Power of Goodbye, To Have and Not to Hold, and Little Star. And I think they're just really beautiful um, songs on their own. And I think that there's also this weird kind of like, for people that have any criticisms of a ray of light, it's always like, wow, it's too long. It's one ballad too many. And I feel like this is that stretch where people start to get critical of it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure I agree. No, I like it. I mean, I like, first of all, they wrote nine songs together and these are the only three that made it on the album. Obviously, Revenge being another one of those yeah. that came out of those sessions. He says in interviews that um, working with Madonna transformed his writing. Totally, yes. Because he had never worked directly with an artist before. Like with Stevie Nicks, he wrote songs and and he was very disconnected from her in the process. Mm -hmm. You know, all the other stuff he wrote and then somebody would just do. But working with her and collaborating really changed his perspective of what songwriting could be, especially for artists. And I think really, really, really... I mean, this 20 years later points to this relationship with Lana Del Rey where so much of that music is about the two of them being in the room together. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like I like that the album sort of, you know, Power of Goodbye being the biggest peak as far as like, enter, you know, like, um, you know, rhythm and whatever in the second half of the album. But I like that the album goes like, you know, this album to me starts in a whisper 
it gets to like a scream, you know, a fury and power and joy and yeah. ex, you know, everything. And then it starts to, you know, starts to come back down the mountain. Like, cause by the end of this album, we're back in like a whisper, yeah. you know? And I like that about it. It was the only time I've ever listened to a Madonna album and I felt like she was using, this is a controversial statement, but using um, the Janet Jackson formula, which is like you put all of the sort of bigger, dancier stuff at the top half and the second half, it like builds into like this kind of ballads, yeah. you know. Um, but I liked it for this album. I thought it just got, the album just gets deeper and deeper, you know. Yeah, and and uh, and I think this song for me always felt um, like a reassurance of, of Madonna Madonna songs. This feels yeah, yeah. like a Madonna song. After all the experimentation of the first kind of two thirds of the record, totally, you really get a sense of like, oh, and William Orbit and Pat Leonard can still do a tra- not yeah. a traditional Madonna song, but it, but it is. It's as yeah. it's as comforting as we're gonna get on this record from her. Totally, and um, and I, 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 I love how romantic this song is, and. Over everything else, first and foremost, Madonna is a romantic. And I, in, in all the different incarnations of these so- love songs she writes, it always comes back to a romanticism and a, a lack of cynicism and a lack of hardness. And this song just embodies that so beautifully, I think. Yeah, there's so much vulnerability in the song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also think, like... On the recording, and we'll talk about the live performances later because it's different for me when she does all the live performances. On the recording, the lyrics really meant a lot to me. Mm. Like, I think understanding that pain is a sign that something's wrong, you know, like, um, I pray to God that, you know, it won't, you know, like, I think that when I heard that, I like learned from that, like, oh yeah, if I'm in pain, this isn't good. And I know that sounds obvious to say, but like when you're in that time in your life and you're yeah. in relationships, like, and you can be like, this isn't, I don't feel good in this, but I'm going to stay, you know. Because um, it's something I'm doing versus being like, no, you're just, this is wrong. You right. shouldn't, you yeah. shouldn't be feeling this way. Yeah. Well, and I like how matter of fact those lyrics come out and it's, there's almost a conversationalness to it, which makes, makes them land in a way that's very potent. Totally. Totally. I think that, yeah, I like, I think that it, it's, yeah, I, it's very effective. And that idea of, I love the line, I pray to God that it won't be long. Yeah. Which I think is always such a beautiful, um, um, uh, yoga, uh, um, Kabbalah thing of, of no, it not being, it's nothing is permanent. It's all going to be temporary. And that she knows that it's going to kind of like, it won't be long. This is going to pass. Totally. Like everything else. And do you want to go higher? Oh, so good.
that bri- we have to talk about that br- that instrumental bridge. Yeah, it's so stunning and it's so William Orbit and it shows kind of the tune. It brings out the tune of the song really, really well. And I I love that that that's where we get the yurt and that's where oh, we get yeah. The, yeah. the 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 bigness of the song. As opposed to Frozen, the vocals on this are really reverbed out. So she's really like kind of more mystical mm-hmm. and um, kind of ethereal and floating through the song in a way. It gives the vocals a softness that's really um, perfect with the song itself. And yet there's a real strength to it too. I mean, when we come back from, like you said, the instrumental bridge and she repeats like there's no place left to hide. There's no And, and it feels like this power has been built, you know? Yeah. I always think of this song as like, yeah, it is like the song whenever I, my heart was broken, I'd put this on and then walk the streets of New York. Like, and when the bridge would come, I'd just be like, as if I had, you know, I don't have really any hair. Like, like I, but at the time I'd be like, <laughs> pretend like I had like hair flowing in the wind. And I was like, I am so free. I am, uh, there's nothing greater than this. And I am empowered. I love how much you, you connect to this song. It's so beautiful to see, <laughs> Kenny. This whole section, I mean, I think this was like when this was coming out and I was in grad school and this was... I knew Sheldon at this time, but we weren't dating. We were friends. Mm-hmm. And there were like three or four different guys. This is also when I was starting to tell guys that I was positive and mm-hmm. frequently that would like freeze them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'd be like, no, but we can work through this and this isn't as big a deal as you think it is. And and then like finally, you know, once I'd get through that, I'd be like, I'm you're I'm free of you, you know? And <laughs> like, so this album really, like I kept feeling like I was going through this cycle like over and over again. Well, and I love, there. there's a big sister quality to her in this song totally. too, where she's like, hey, I've been there too. And, and we're going to get through it and it's all temporary. It's not going to last forever. Yeah. And you're going to come out stronger and bigger and bluer and greener. Yes. And um, you're going to have beautiful uh, walk on the beach at oh, the yes. end of it. Well, We'll talk about that in a second. One more thing I want to get to about the song itself is um, for all of its glorious pop sound and all the the uh, synths and the rhythms, it really is just beautifully constructed. It really is just a nice little folk song on a guitar. And Mm. the guitar is actually what is grounding this song. It's what we hear at the end. We hear it at key moments in the production. But there's a version of this song that's just her with the guitar strumming it. And it's probably more beautiful. Yeah. Um, Like whenever the guitar comes in, you know, you know how I am with Madonna and the acoustics. But now we've gone from the electric guitar and we're on like acoustic. Oh, and at the end when it drops out and it's just the guitar again, it's it's like stunning. So beautiful. And that that's the that's the other thing I really love about the song is that it, it, it starts off really kind of like 
floaty and then it gets big and then it kind of drops back into, like you said with the whole album, yeah. this song kind of does the same thing in miniature because yeah. it's back down to just a kind of simple acoustic moment. Yeah. This is the, this, like you said, is like, oh, it's giving us the Madonna pop song that we needed. You know, like it's the ballad version, like nothing really matters being like, oh, that sounds like a Madonna pop song, you know, dance song. This sounds like a Madonna ballad. Like yeah. it seems like it fits. It was a sort of a hit. It wasn't as big as maybe it wanted to be or I wanted it to be or... Well, uh, it, so it came out It came out in September of 98 and um, it, it peaked at number 11, but it was, her, I think it was her seventh highest... Uh, charts debut single. Right. So it, it started at, strong and then it peaked at 11, but then it was kind of done. Yeah, I think it pe it came in at like 14, then it went to 13, then it went up back, you know, like did some weird thing where... Well, and this is another instance of where I'm kind of like, did the record company let her down because there was no maxi single in the States. Yeah, there was no out. big release push for it. We have the stunning video, which we'll talk about in a second, but like I remember being obsessed with finding... A boot, an import version of the remixes to this song. Uh -huh. This was one of those like I would go into. I there was a, a an independent record store in my college town called Sour Records. Steve Lewis, I miss you every day, and um, I would go in all on the regular and ask him, could he special order uh, the Power of Goodbye single? Because And it was nowhere to be found. I mean, we could not find it anywhere. We finally found a paper copy, uh, which was $16.99, uh, a German um, single for it. So I think that that, and, and that has a bunch of, that has like four mixes on it. Yeah. And, um, but I, but that was the only way I could get a, 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 a remix single. And I, I wonder if that, if they had done something and it had been kind of a, kind of because they got their act together for nothing really matters well this is the, the thing end of the year right well we talked about this like i think there's something weird something weird happened because this is the third single in america but it's the fourth single internationally yes. right um and that they weren't that it kind of was rushed out because there was demand for this song but they weren't ready really prepared for the whole rollout which is partly why the maxi single didn't find its way and i think that um, if you read some stuff, people attribute like, oh, if the maxi single had come out, it would have actually just pushed it into the top 10 just because there would have been that extra yeah. jump. Yeah. Which really, who cares whether it was at, you know, number nine or number 11. But like, um, but that was sort of something got all fucked up. It was like, it seemed like the record company had a really strong plan for Frozen and Ray of Light, but they didn't totally figure out the rest of it or they or they didn't understand the timeline because then it's like, Power of Goodbye comes out. The but fall gets weird and yeah, muddy. Yeah. And, and Drowned World, Substitute for Love is coming out, but they're in different markets and they're playing different ways. There was also like, um, isn't it like in Britain, Little Star was the the single actually, and this was the B-side yeah, or something. Yeah. So it's like all weird shit, right? You know Madonna had a conference call Christmas Eve and was like, Maverick, we need to get this together. The Grammys are coming in January and February. <laughs> get me on Larry King and get me a Grammy, guys. And get me that Entertainment Tonight special. <laughs> Where I can show my Picasso. <laughs> well, and but she was also, I mean, th th she did an entertainment, she did a tiny little thing on Entertainment Tonight about the Power of Goodbye video, oh, too. Yeah, she yeah. was like, 
all about it. And for the album's third video, she turned to veteran director Matthew Ralston. We wanted to do something very dramatic. And since we're both very dramatic people, um, we just came up with this story, which I think is really emotional. Okay, camera's rolling, playback. To work with Madonna is a privilege, and it's one that, uh, it's a rare privilege, and uh, one that I've really enjoyed. She's a great performer. Oh, this video, this video. Such a beautiful video. It is a v- beautiful video. Um, they shot it in Malibu. Um, uh, Matthew Ralston. He's another one of those designer fashion photographers who decided to do videos. Yeah, he... Well, you know, he had shot Madonna in the 80s. There's yeah. a great picture of her as Marlena Dietrich looking into the mirror. And he says that that, that was the first time she had done some real gender bending, that yeah. he thought that was interesting. And I don't remember what it said. Like... There's something written on in uh, lipstick on the on the like something like I changed my mind. Sorry, I changed yeah, my mind or something. Yeah. And um, that's kind of a famous photo that he took of her. This has a story, you know. This has um, um, Gordon um, Vizhnik. Vizhnik. He, yeah. he he went on to do ER. Yeah. He was on ER. He um was a, uh, a, a he is a gorgeous man. He was Madonna had seen him in a movie called Welcome to Sarajevo, mm-hmm. and then wanted to cast him in this. And they're a they're a couple negotiating a relationship via a chess game, like we all do. Like we all do. And at at one point he gets a little violent and takes her in his arms, and then she's out walking on the beach. <laughs> well, that is a very contemplating her choices. That's a very and her simplistic. Eyeliner. Yeah, that's a very <laughs> simplistic version of this story. But I guess I'll buy it. What 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 is it about, Kenny? Well, I think I think it is about all those things, but we're missing some key elements. First, that she has um she's they're living in this gorgeous house in Malibu. Yes. Um, the color of the whole video is this blue. Yes. Um, blue green that tells us we're not in a totally in a real world. She has been in the bedroom, which I'm presuming is as mim- minimalist as the rest of the house. Yeah. Um, and she's decided to put on this sort of um, uh, one-piece kind of jumper, <laughs> right? That's so, this fantastic material that yeah. is going to allow her to be... Um, Flexible. Yes. Move around. That she's ready to be open. She's ready to be open. <laughs> and, and, and beltless. She wants and to be beltless, beltless and, and open. All right. Hey, listen, I'm in. I'm um, in. Listen, I would love for a holiday or whenever you want to give me a present um, to get that jumpsuit. I think that would be fantastic. I'm sure it's, it's in some museum somewhere. So it's so gorgeous. It's stunning. Well, just a similar version. Okay. Um, okay. I think she... So, and they've been going through problems. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is also like a mature relationship because he has gray hair. Yes. Which is the first time I've seen in a Madonna video where we've had a a male, you know, well, we haven't seen a man in a video. In, in, a, in a while. Yeah. When is the last time we've had it? Like a man that she's been. You'll see. Oh, yeah. The troubadour right. and you yeah, see the, yeah, the, the, right. the, the bullfighter. So that relationship is over. She left him. Yes. And she found this guy. Yes. She's dyed her hair, yes. moved to Malibu. Yes. And um, But the relationship is complicated. I think it's complicated. I also think they've had a child, and um, they cut a scene where Madonna was taking the burping pad <laughs> off her shoulder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I to remember. put on the jumper. Like, that's, yeah. that's in a drawer, because nothing's out in that apartment. Yeah, well, Gwyneth was there earlier sort of helping her with Yes, the nursemaid Gwyneth. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, okay, so anyway. So then they sit down to a game of chess. Well, this game of chess has actually been going on for like, it's been going on 
for like three days. Okay. Because they're both really good at it. And and aren't you surprised that like uh, like I I I was rewatching this. I'm like, boy, why haven't we had a t- a chess metaphor yet in a Madonna video? <laughs> yeah. Like th- this seems very late for that. It seems like such an obvious metaphor. and It why? seems right on time for yeah. her to be, you know, she's 40. She's like, I'm playing chess. I I'm think playing about, chess. Think about things. I'm watching him make his decision, his move. What is his move going to be? Yeah. What is mine? There's this like trust, distrust. Also like whoever wins the game decides the fate of our relationship or can we stay in the game? Well, and he gets a little drama queenie for me because she, I was watching this, she uses one of her bishops to take one of his pawns. And that's not a big deal. That's just a pawn. But he take, he grabs her. That's when he grabs oh. her. I watched it twice. I was like, wait a second. Is he taking the, is she winning the game? No, she's not winning the game. She's just taking a pawn. Interesting. Yeah. And then he takes her. Well, does he consider her a pawn? I think she's sending a message that he's just a pawn. I see. Yeah. Yeah. And she's the bishop. Oh. But so she's... Yeah, so you see the dynamics of their relationship are unclear. It's always shifting. Yeah. It's moving around. Yeah. Yeah. So then, then you know, I guess then they break up and she's gonna, she walks on the beach. There's some indication that maybe she walks into the ocean do you no i mean at the end she's just looking out but there's all those parts too in the video where it looks like it's underwater the way that it's filmed yeah um and also i've heard that there's some inspiration for this this video from like a joan crawford yeah film. humoresque she she in jo- in joan crawford movie humoresque from the 40s she um, walks along the beach and contemplates suicide at the beginning of the movie. It's kind oh, of the bookend. Of okay, the movie. so maybe that's what it yeah. is. There's also a reference, the chess game is a reference to the Thomas Crown affair with Faye right. Dunaway and Steve McQueen. Right. And and the way that they're shot and and posed, that's kind of a reference to that. So Madonna's, you know, filmography um, references continue to abound. Yeah. Um, I read that she, when she saw the final video, that she didn't like it. She thought that Matthew Ralston had filmed her too beautifully mm. and asked him to find less flattering shots. She wanted it to be... I can understand her issue. She, she looks stunning in this video. Phenomenal. Stunning. Yeah. And, and um, not trying at all. It feels so natural. Yeah. And, and even the black hair, because this is the beginning of the black hair era, and um, it, it's a different dark hair than we've... We're ne- we're used to. Yeah, I love it. I love this time. Um, and they also used the theme song, the the music for this in in um, TV um, spots for the TV show Felicity. I came here because of Ben. How could you think that you're in love with me? You don't even know me. You and I should have sex. I cheated on Ben <gasps> with no. We're never gonna have her. I already did. spent three and a half years waiting for someone who wanted to be with someone else. Will you marry me? Ben and I, we're engaged. I don't know if I can do this. Felicity, come down to goodbye. I didn't get into the ever into the Felicity train. Yeah. Like when she cut her hair, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Did it was you watch national Felicity? news? No, I didn't I didn't watch television in the late nineties. <laughs> you I didn't? didn't watch. I didn't, no. 
Huh. No, I wasn't into TV, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't really It makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, the, so the, so the, for all of the efforts of, of doing, uh, finding that single, the remixes are not as dynamic as I want them to be. I kind of love my, one of my favorite names for a remix is the Luke Slater super looper mix. People love that mix. I love the name of the mix. I think it, it's, it's lovely. It really has no, um, you know, that one really deconstructs the song. There's yeah. like nothing of the song in it except for voice. I mean, yeah. there is, but you know, it's like. It's really just like a techno track. So yeah, that one gets a lot of play. And a couple of them veer into kind of like take a bow territory that they just kind of add more beats to it. Yeah, Dallas Austin's remix does that. Yeah. Um, but there's one more remix that gets a lot the of Fabian's play. The Fabian's Good God remix. Yes. Yes, baby. That's yes. a great mix. Yeah, yeah. That's a really yeah. good mix. Um, all over the place and yet it, 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 it there was never a kind of I always felt like the frozen performances were all very like plotted and she looked the same consistently and well these are all over the place not only are they all over the place but I kind of think that the live performances are what tanked the single really a hundred percent Interesting, because she she sings it beautifully Does every she? time. Oh, I think so. Oh, what are you talking about, Kenny Finkel? Well, like when she did it at the was it VH1 where she the Fashion it? Awards. That's where she debuted it. Yeah, like I don't like. I feel like she like drives through that song in a way that I, like on the recording her vocals are really ethereal and light, and she has all that echo and reverb. And in person, she's like. Your heart is not open, so I must go. She was nervous. She was She's always nervous. She had all those. There was a children's orchestra behind her. Sure, sure. That's all great. I love. I I mean, I think. Be kind. I. She had that black leather outfit on. She was probably very constrained. She looked great. I felt. I feel like she was doing the best she could. Well, that's not enough, actually. (laughs) 
<laughs> like it isn't enough. Like the song, what happened for me is that I didn't like her vocal quality. It was too, it wasn't, it wasn't right for the song. She starts at like a level 10 and there's never anywhere for her to go. So oh, like okay. after like the bridge and all the strings, like if then she wanted to have that big voice that she has Broke at the it, beginning yeah. of the song, yeah. like the way that she did bad girl years ago on, uh, SNL and she started out and even when she would hit that high note she, the first time she sort of pulled back I just wish there had been more nuance in the performance so we could see that like yeah. there's the song for me is about transformation it's about finding the power to be like okay this is it and closing the book I'm somewhere at the beginning that I'm somewhere different yeah. at the end yeah so there's that that's problematic for yeah. me also I felt like on recording this the the um, beats per minute of the song is great but live, it was like somewhere between a ballad and something else that didn't quite, she could never, like there's some video of her on other shows when when later when she gets to Europe, she's, well, she, I think she sings it once live in Europe. Yeah. And then after that, she lip syncs it. And she does it like five times. Yeah. Um, and when she lip syncs it, then she starts to kind of move a little, but she can't quite find the rhythm of the song. Well, I have this idea because, you know, there's always kind of a time limit. I feel like they sped it up slightly to make, to adhere to the time constraints that makes total of, the, sense of, to the, of the recording. And I think they had to be under four minutes or something. That makes total sense because the song to me feels like it's moving so fast yeah. and I don't feel like I can find the groove of it and I and not I don't enjoy it as much. things. I mean, you know, like I said, that, that there's these children's orchestras. They get a, a, an orchestra of kids from all the different countries she's in to play with her. I have a feeling that that swallowed up some of the rehearsal time for each one because they had to get that together. And she's trying a lot of things fashion-wise yeah. that she never does again. I mean, she wears a yellow dress at one yeah. point. She's got a red dress on it. I mean, these leather dresses. I mean, it's a very, like, like... um discombobulating campaign. Yeah. I mean, I, I I thought like all the elements of it being really cool are there. I think it's also weird like on the on the heels of Ray of Light where like when we talk about in Frozen, like, you know, she's shrouded in darkness and we don't really see anything. And then she's sort of out in the light yeah. with Ray of Light. And then suddenly she's back to like sort of goth queen. Yeah. It's like a little bit like the narrative I'm wanting is I want her, I want to see like more fun and play or something more nuanced there or like different, you know? And I was like, okay, now we're back in this sort of, but it was fall. So I'm sort of like, okay, maybe we can go with yeah. it. So she, on the VH1 awards has the orchestra. That's the students who are students of, um, 
Roberta Guasperi, the, the 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 music teacher from East Harlem. Yes, the violin the violin, violin teacher. teacher. Yes, um, and they're the students, and um, she's the um, teacher that the film Music of the Heart is yes. based on, which Madonna was supposed to do. Yes, um, um, but because she's a movie star again. That's right. Well, and she's looking for film projects yes. to do, and she's you know already lined up a romantic comedy with Rupert Everett to do. But what's going to be next? And maybe it's going to be Music of the Heart, which would work perfectly for her because it's about music and um, public education and there's a whole social activism part to it. Um, ultimately, she doesn't do it. She doesn't do it. Meryl Streep does it, learns the violin yes, and gets nominated for an Oscar. Yes. And, you know, Meryl was like, if I can't fucking get a Vita... I'm going to play violin. Damn it. And I kind then, of, and I'm kind of just, and Music of the Heart is one of the, I mean, it's not a very good movie, no. but um, I kind of do wish Madonna had done it so she could have acted with Gloria Stefan. Yes. That would have been magic. The I mean, two of them fighting in a teacher's lounge I was just going to say, like, what kind of teacher's lounge is this? <laughs> Bill, Ir so I have this whole idea. Bill Irwin could have been the principal, and he comes in being like, "I got us new coffee ground beans," and then the two of them fight. Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it over filtered water and unfiltered water. Yeah, and it's an East Harlem West Harlem thing. Ooh, I, I am, I'm suppositioning. No, I, I like your version of Musical right. of the Heart. Um, you know, and then Gloria goes on to make a very mediocre. Um, theme song with in sync. Yes, for this movie, but that's that we're digressing. And I don't think Madonna would have done a song for this movie. No, I, I think agree. she would have wanted to be the actress. She only. maybe would have done her own version of Gangster's Paradise with. Um, <laughs> oh no, that's a different movie. Introduced by Ellen DeGeneres, by the way, at the yeah. VH1 Awards. Yeah. Um, so her hair is a mess in that. Did you see that, Ellen DeGeneres? Yes. It's it's a fascinating time capsule. Because uh, like Ellen DeGeneres lets like the 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 groomers like do all kinds of wacky yeah, things yeah. with her. Anyway, yeah, no, it's it's not a great time. She looks for like Ellen. she just woke up from a nap. And yeah, she's like, hey, Madonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she don't care. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't. <laughs> I mean, you know, this song this song is so beautiful, and and I find that. I, I feel like she kind of, she's never done it in a tour setting. And I do feel like it's one of those instances where I don't think she ever kind of figured out how to translate it exactly. into a live setting that would work. Like so many of her ballads, like it's just, it's a snapshot of a moment in time. And I don't know, like I, I really loved that video. And I, I feel like unlike Nothing Really Matters, I feel like the video really makes me be, yearn for it to have been more of a, have made more of an impact than it did. I agree. I think, you know, there's, like I said, if if maybe in, if if it had been on the set list for Tears of a Clown, Tears of a Clown, oh, and yeah. just been again, like her and the guitar. Um, I think that there's a version of this song where we would be like, hysterically crying and like feel like it gave us all the stuff we needed. Well, and I and I and I wondered if we'd ever get it on like the Rebel Heart tour oh, or yeah. something during that yeah. cuz that would have been the perfect setting for something like that. Yeah. Um she could have sang it the night, you know, that Rocco left the tour. <laughs> oh no, that's the opposite. Anyway, I shouldn't have brought that up. Oh my gosh. Oh. Till next time. Bye.